0: We welcome, we welcome your ears. Your ears. We, welcome we welcome your ears. Your ears. We, welcome we welcome your ears. Your ears. We welcome
1: Some your ears. things that we discuss will be perceived positive or negative depending on the individual's take on it. Well, sure. For example,
0: <laughs> TSB 129. Oh, what yeah. One of my favorites. And the title of that one is uh, Time Trek F Me, F The History of Pejoratives. Oh, <laughs>
1: You're listening to the Sill podcast with Peter Noce and Harry Posner. Episode 141. Time trek. Hindsight is 2020. Come on in, have a seat. Join the conversation. <sighs> There's nothing like a nice cup of coffee. You know that's Hockley Valley coffee. Yes, I do. Very specifically, the Brazilian espresso roast, which is a bit of a misnomer, Harry, because most people think when they hear Brazilian espresso roast, they think it's only to make espresso coffee, but it's not.
0: Right. And this is not Robusta. This is Arabica. Arabica. I'm learning. So here we are. We're here. It's 2021. We're doing our first podcast of the year, which is a kind of a looking back. Mm Mm-hmm. As we talk about the various podcasts we did, some excerpts we'll bring Mm. in to remind you of the voices that we talked with, some of the interviews as well. And talking about some of the podcasts that we really enjoyed doing, Mm -hmm. some of the ones that were just conversations back and forth, some of the interviews that we really enjoyed doing. And the fact is that we probably talked about COVID
1: 90% of the time, of course. Well, we discovered as we were doing these interviews that inevitably at some point in a conversation... There was something that was always directly or indirectly connected to COVID. That's right. So regardless of the subject matter and the person we were talking to, there always seemed to be some infiltration on a topic. And even before the major lockdowns happened in mm-hmm. March and April, the
0: early podcasts were very interesting because the first two of the year were with and or about an artist by the name of Richard Mongiat. And the first podcast was called Between Dog and Wolf as you may recall, in January. Yeah, I do. Where we talked about this balance between the primal self and the domesticated Mm -hmm. animal within us, so to speak, and that dynamic and that interplay. And in some respects, this year, as it unfolded, Mm -hmm. really kind of brought that out in some ways. Accentuated pain versus Yeah, you know, people on the streets screaming freedom and other people screaming, you know, just get domesticated and follow the rules and you're killing people with your freedom talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, This whole dialogue between doing what you feel or doing what you want, freedom, and towing the line Mm -hmm. really has been accentuated throughout the year. So interesting that we started with that. And I think we have an excerpt, in fact, from the interview with Richard where he talks about art yes. and the freedom to express. So let's yeah. have a listen to that.
2: Artists and art and the world and people in general is everybody's different and everybody sees things a little differently. And that's an exciting proposition mm-hmm. that, you know, not everybody is going to see things exactly the same way. And when I go back to the, the didacticism, of certain types of art, art that sort of says, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. It's a way that artists or people are trying to homogeneously tell people all the same ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes the world a smaller place rather than a bigger place.
0: What else did we talk about? Time Trek, Paradise or Infogeddon, the history of information, data, data. Yes. How that has evolved over the centuries from ancient Egypt and the tallying of how many sheep one farmer gave to the other, traded Mm -hmm. with the other, and information gathering techniques up to computers Mm -hmm. through the years and the problematic aspects of that.
1: We also talked about the delivery systems. Mm -hmm. For example? Well, as an example, the farmer in the 1200s was... Yelling across a hill, today we use our iPhones to transmit messages around the world. Right. Uh, Methods of transport, the, the speed... Um, The ability to access information virtually immediately, as opposed to taking days, weeks, and months for a letter to cross an ocean and what that means. And again, this was done before
0: the COVID scare hit big time here Mm -hmm. in North America. Mm -hmm. And here we were talking about the power of information and the problematic nature of data. And again, through the year and now still, here we are online. Yeah batting data back and forth in this crazy tennis game of, well, so-and-so said, well, your so-and-so said this, well, my so-and-so expert says this, Mm -hmm. you know, so which is the correct data? Which is the correct information? How do we know where the truth lies?
1: Right. And now we've added another element of so-called lockdowns and restrictions. As an example, here we are on December 23rd and on Saturday. Yep. December 26th, Boxing Day, we go into lockdown. Right. Our next podcast could be done remotely again. Yeah, possibly. This podcast currently
0: will be aired... January 3rd. January 3rd. Sunday. So we'll still be in lockdown at that point, I think. Mm -hmm. And we'll carry on the battle as we will. We've also talked to really interesting people last year, including artists like Richard Mongiat, musicians like Sohaila Smith... We talked to an emergency room doctor from New York, Jonette Weiss. Jonette Weiss, yes. And she had some interesting things to say about frontline workers and our relationship to COVID generally, which we have an excerpt from that we're going to play you just yeah, now, That was
1: TSP-137, and she's an ER doctor that works in a hospital in central New York in, in New Yonkers. York.
0: Right. So in the middle of the hottest zone in North America. What was the hottest zone? What was zone? the hottest zone, right? Mm-hmm. So. Let's play that little clip for you. What she has to say is very interesting.
3: The ER is a great equalizer, in my opinion, Mm. because when you walk through that door and you put on that gown, the person that has a million dollars is every bit as vulnerable and in need as the person that came in off the street. In that hospital gown, they all kind of look the same. I think that's a good lesson for life. When you look past the exterior, the fancy clothes or whatever it is, and you look at the real person underneath, that's where magic and inspiration and the real healing begins and happens.
0: Our second interview with uh, Dr. Claudia Six. Yes. Who is a sex therapist, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Dr. Six, the sex therapist. Dr. Six, the sex therapist from California. Mm-hmm. And she always has interesting things to say about how we relate to each other Mm -hmm. as partners or lovers or what have you, and the sort of the sexual interplay.
1: And we enjoyed it so much the first time with TSP 064 that we decided to call her up and ask her to discuss the subject of sex during COVID and relationships, which she was delighted to accept. And we had her and we had another very interesting discussion with her again.
0: Yeah, and this is what she had to say about that part of our lives.
3: I think some of the things... That are going to be exacerbated, that have been exacerbated while people have been on lockdown, is stuff that they hadn't necessarily really addressed before. So like how neat or tidy they like the house to be. You know, often if there's one person who's messy, the other one's tidy. And when you're cooped up together, it takes on greater proportions. Mm -hmm. Parenting difficulties. If people have kids, there's often conflicts in parenting. And if the kids are home 24-7 and you're with them, parenting differences is it going to be more exaggerated? Right. Sexual routine. If you're only having sex on Sunday morning because nobody's going off to work or taking the kids to basketball practice, mm-hmm. and now you're home every morning and nobody's going to work and there's no basketball practice, that sexual routine gets sort of reevaluated or re-examined. Maybe one person's on board and the other one isn't. And then there's the mundane things like... Who typically runs the household? Who does the grocery shopping? Who cooks? Who cleans? If one person goes out to work, but now nobody's going out to work, who does the cooking and the cleaning? These are the little things Mm -hmm. that can annoy you about the other person, you know, the eating or drinking or video habits. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, in every relationship, there is a thorn in your side. And you have to weigh, as a therapist of mine said years ago, The promise versus the suffering. Right. The promise you've made to the relationship and to the other person versus the suffering, you know, just the vicissitudes of life and the aggravation of being in relationship with another person.
0: We also had a local mayor here in Orangeville, Sandy Brown. Sandy Brown, yeah. And we did talk to him extensively about the effect on the community of the restrictions and lockdowns, businesses being shut down, and the stresses on the economy, especially. Mm -hmm. And this is what he had to say about how we should approach COVID.
2: I think everybody needs to think about shopping local, particularly over the next 6 to 12 months, to let our local businesses recover as best they can. Mm -hmm. I think going forward, when I'm shopping at a department store, I'm looking at labels a little closer, maybe. I'm going to be supporting Canadian manufacturers maybe more. And we have to be concerned about food supply and food security for those who are more vulnerable.
0: So, yeah, supporting the local community, local businesses, buying local. Mm -hmm. That refrain has continued straight
1: through the year now. Well, essentially what Sandy was saying was micro of the macro. What we were experiencing here in a small community, but essentially is being experienced in many communities and cities around the world. That's right. Same issues.
0: Yeah, small or large, same issues as well. That was TSP... 124. But we did one called Necessity is the Mother, TSP-125. We put together a little blurb underneath each podcast, Mm. just so you get a sense for what's going on in the podcast itself. And for those of you who are creating podcasts, it's a really good exercise Mm -hmm. to kind of encapsulate the essence of that podcast so that listeners can get a quick idea and go, yeah, that that could be interesting for me. And so this one, we wrote During the mother of all crises, another mother is stepping up to give birth to a plethora of creative responses to the COVID-19 pandemic, not surprising in light of other historical upheavals, out of which emerged new and unique technologies and approaches to problem solving. Mm -hmm. Neat! We have to say, you have to pat ourselves on the back every now and then, (laughs) because that's actually quite a nice, succinct way of saying it.
1: You know, as well as I do, that we really focus on our titles and our descriptions, even though we do them rather quickly. We do a fairly good job of, as you say, encapsulating the prime ideas being discussed. That's right. And that one in particular was
0: about how people are creatively adapting to the restrictions Mm -hmm. that have been in place for 10 months now, pretty Mm -hmm. well, including working from home, doing art online, performance online, live streaming.
1: The title was A Play on Necessities, the Mother of Invention.
0: Correct. So through the year, we did focus not always on the negative aspects of COVID or the challenging aspects, but the overcoming aspects, the positive aspects. Yes,
1: and even if someone does perceive it as negative, we tend to basically discuss a subject mm-hmm. which may be positive or negative. We're not there to put a necessarily our twist on them, whether it's positive or negative. We're just kind of discussing the subject yep. between ourselves. Some things that we discuss will be perceived positive or negative depending on The individual's take on it. Well, sure. For example,
0: (laughs) TSB 129. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. And the title of that one is uh, Time Trek. F me, F you, you yeah. the history of pejoratives, how useful pejoratives could be in relieving stress and pain and that sort of thing, and times in history when it was simply fine to use those kinds of words. People named streets and lanes with those words. Right. Fuck I mean, a lot lane or whatever it was. Right? And we, all, we
1: also <laughs> talked about the differences, uh, the interpretation of that type of language, depending on which culture you were expressing. Exactly, exactly. Expressing it
0: and we had lots of fun with it, and I think we started off that episode with me kind of sharing a list of euphemisms That's right for something special and Well, let's play that for them Yeah, take it away Tong, Tool, Wand, Wang Johnson, Dick, Prick, Knob Bone, skin flute, gadget, dork, dong, dingus, hammer, little brother, middle leg, meat, pecker, Peter, the pud, prong, putz, saber, weenie, schlong, schmuck, one eyed snake, cock, rod, sausage, member, spike, radish, potato finger, spigot, flip flap, tailpipe, quaff splitter, dirk, kidney wiper, bush beater, winkle, bayonet, fiddlestick, cunny catcher, bald headed hermit, and my favorite, master of ceremonies.
1: Fuck, Harry. Where did you get
0: that restaurant menu from? (laughs) Well, these are obviously euphemisms for the male member. So that was a great, fun podcast for sure. Uh And not that related to COVID particularly. It was just a one-off. So the way Peter and I work is we just talk about, well, what do you think we should do for the next episode? Right. And we come up with ideas. And sometimes they're out from left field, like pejoratives or... The Hagia Sophia, H-A-G-I-A, the Hagia Sophia building. Yes. Which was another time In Turkey. In Turkey. In Istanbul, specifically. And, yeah. And I'm not even sure where that came from. Maybe you saw it online or I saw this structure online and went, wow, that's an interesting building with an incredible history. And so we did our research on it and came together and talked about this building, the architecture, innovations, and
1: socioeconomic significance. Different
0: religions who used it as mosques and churches, etc. And the sonic qualities of the space. Mm -hmm. Sonic technologists have recreated the sound that you would have heard in yes. that structure 800 years ago. As a matter of
1: fact, I'd like to play that clip.
0: Yeah, let's do that, the, the sound, the music of it, because right. it was spectacular.
4: Listen to this. You're sitting inside the Aia Sofia. Marble pillars rise up around you. Dusty light filters into the windows in the massive dome above. And this is how you might hear Capella Romana. This transformation is possible because of two scholars at Stanford University in two very different fields. Vissera Pencheva is a professor of art history.
3: A lot of my work is focused on reanimating medieval art and architecture.
4: Jonathan Abel is in the computer music department. I study the analysis, synthesis, and processing of sound. When they met, Pencheva started telling Abel about the Aiea Sofia, how we couldn't really understand the experience of worshippers there unless we could hear the music the way they did. And as she talked, Abel started to feel a prickling of excitement. They could recreate what that music would sound like. If only they could get in the Hagia Sophia and pop a balloon. When a balloon pops, it makes an impulse, a sharp, quick sound that takes on the character of whatever space it's in. So when a balloon pops, you're really hearing the acoustics of the space itself, says Abel. The space interacts with the sound, Bringing back to listeners information about the geometry, the size, the materials present, that sort of thing.
0: So that music that you heard off the top, you can imagine that's what people 1,500 years ago would have heard.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, a portion of the podcast that we did throughout the year, we did 26 episodes in 2020. Yep. And eight of those were interviews. That's right. Now, we've already talked about a few of the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that the last one you talked about was uh, Doctor Six, which was TSP 126. Mm-hmm. So we're now on to uh, 128, which was Nicole Wiki. Yes, from, from, New Zealand. from New Zealand.
0: It was our first, I think, international call. Wasn't
1: yes, it, it was. We actually yeah. did it at different time zones, and it was our first call to the east, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, fascinating. A woman who really changed her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And became uh, connected to nature more deeply.
1: Went from living in Switzerland to making a life in New Zealand.
0: Exactly. And, uh, and in the excerpt we have, she talks about New Zealand and why they were able to kind of cope so well mm-hmm. with COVID.
1: It, it turns out, when we were talking to her, that New Zealand and the Prime Minister of New Zealand really came to the forefront around the time we were doing the podcast. That's right, yeah. So this is appropriate, I think. So let's play that clip. Yeah, let's hear it.
3: I think one big advantage here is that people really stick together in um, and, and hard times. They mm. really, the sense of community and being there for each other. And I think that's the feeling I get, get here a little bit. It's like, you know, we're strong, we can do this. Yeah, and yeah. and, and mm-hmm. we just have to work together. I think that's really amazing. I just loved it about New Zealand. Mm. And I think because the country is so far away from everything, they're used to being creative about finding solutions and do it themselves in a way. Uh And that's a big advantage, really.
1: Self-sufficient.
3: In a way, yes. As a country, yes, and and creative and finding solutions for problems.
0: Another uh, inspiring interview, I I know we have a clip from that one too, was with Janet Lynn Morrison. Yes. And her story was so compelling. Yes, it was. Uh, she went through incredible difficulties and hardships as a young woman, dealing with family issues that would knock the socks off most people mm-hmm. and finding herself at rock bottom in life, in society, in her life. And she found her way back.
1: And speaking of COVID, she had a firsthand experience of the sort of devastation that COVID is causing among small businesses. She ended up having to close her gym. That's right. And unfortunately, I don't think her business has recovered at this point. It's kind of a day-to-day. Is it? One of the locations is still operating. Mm -hmm. Of course, now that we've undergone a second lockdown, it's to be seen what's going to happen in the next few weeks or months. Right. But again, as I said, there was a direct relationship there of an interview guest. Mm -hmm. Just the timing of it. Because it was not intentional when we did the interview. It was not connected directly to that. It came out as part of the discussion. Yeah.
0: And her personal life, this is the excerpt we're going to play for you. Mm -hmm. She talks about her personal life here, not the business side. Mm -hmm. Really gave her the ammunition to try to withstand what's happening now with her business as well.
1: That clip for me had a, a special significance because it gave you an alternate view to the way we normally view Being down and out. Right.
3: I always felt I would recognize rock bottom when I hit it. But sadly, what I realized in that moment was that it's not so much something that you feel as something that you don't. Mm. I didn't feel anything anymore. I was just really beaten down. Mm. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And basically, I had two choices. To give up or get up.
0: Another inspiring interview was with Simran Bamu, who's a local citizen here in the Orangeville area. Who ran who for office. Ran for municipal office. Is
1: mm-hmm.
0: an immigrant to this country from India. Yeah. And in the clip we're going to share, she talks a bit about her home, Delhi, and yes. what it was like to live there in a lower socioeconomic group. And again, the struggles that she had to overcome on the way to coming to Canada.
1: And again, a direct connection to COVID because she described population density. Yeah. She described the socioeconomic problems, which are all connected to mm-hmm. the current situation. Yep. So let's hear that clip.
3: New Delhi, where I grew up, it's the capital city of India. Mm-hmm. And it is very, very tiny if we, if we talk about by the boundaries of New Delhi and the population of New Delhi can be compared to the whole of Canada. Hmm. So we are talking about a crazy high density. Yes. And specifically, if you are in that level of socioeconomic status, you look at life differently.
0: We did a podcast in October, TSP 136, which was called Muzzling Dissent, Access Denied, Ah. where we talked a lot about censorship. Talk about an appropriate subject for the times. Yeah. Cancel culture. This is a new term. There are lots of new terms this past year that was created. Cancel culture was one of them Mm -hmm. because lots of people were expressing opposition to the lockdown strategies that governments around the world were taking. Right. And people were trying to speak out. They were sharing videos from YouTube of professors and highly credentialed individuals who Mm -hmm. had opposite viewpoints to the mainstream narrative and those videos are being taken down by YouTube or Facebook uploads, being stamped with. There's a problem with facts in this one, folks. This is not mm-hmm. exactly accurate. Our fact checkers have. and people being shut down. Anything that was construed as a voice of dissension. Yeah, pretty well in it, not everything. Right. And being sort of labeled as misinformation and dangerous
1: or even wacko, even worse, COVIDiots, new terms again being created. And we did that quite a few weeks ago or a couple of months back. October. In my opinion, that particular situation has escalated since. Mm -hmm. Yes, or it's even more pronounced now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The level of mistrust seems to be increasing rather than decreasing.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, We finished the year with
1: silver linings, the bright side of COVID. Always look on the bright side of COVID. Before that, and let's go back to the interview, because there was still a Canadian historian. That's right. We got some historical perspective and related to COVID as well. That's right. We interviewed Hugh Brewster. Hugh Brewster. Who has a lot of linkages to the Titanic. That's right. And of course, in discussing the Titanic, which was also a major disaster of its time, Again, the inevitable comparison to disasters. Mm -hmm. Here we are again with the COVID situation. And he expressed some opinions related to that based on your question to him. Yeah, I asked him at the end of the interview, as a historian, can you project
0: into the future and talk about how people are going to understand what happened in the past year? With COVID, How are they going to look at this whole situation and Mm -hmm. how we addressed it as a world? And this is what he had to say about that.
2: I think in the United States, it'll be inextricably involved with the Trump era. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's going to continue to fascinate people. He has attracted more attention than anyone else. So I think the era, the the COVID era, I mean, the 1918 pandemic was really forgotten about.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't
2: evoked much until recently, Mm -hmm. in light of this latest pandemic. I think it'll probably be fodder for drama and perhaps movies as Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. depending on what happens in the U.S. with Trump, whether he runs again for another term, but I think it's clear that mishandling of the pandemic led to his defeat, because down-ballot Republicans were not defeated Mm -hmm. um, in many cases. So it wasn't so much his policies as his handling of the pandemic and his personality. So I think whenever that era is evoked, it'll be part and parcel of the Trump era. And people will be arguing about populism and all that sort of thing for quite a while. As far as Canada is concerned, I think it'll be similar. And it'll probably be reinterpreted, which is what history does.
0: So, yeah, actually, we did two things. We did a whole thing on Promise to Disaster. Yeah. And then we interviewed Hugh Brewster again about his life because he's an interesting guy. Absolutely. Met a lot of interesting people. Totally. He was at the beginnings of the gay pride movement in Toronto. Mm -hmm. He was a theater guy. He's written books. He's been an editor at a big publishing house. Lots of work on the Titanic. He met the discoverer of the Titanic, worked with him. His name? Ballard Ballard. That's right. Ballard. He also met Jackie
1: Onassis. Yes. And he shared a really interesting story about that. And, of course, the subsequent podcasts came as a result of the initial one because we hadn't planned Mm -hmm. to interview him a second time. But we found the first one so interesting that we decided to explore it further and he accepted and so on.
0: Right. And so we finished off the year with silver linings, the bright side of COVID. Mm -hmm. And we asked people to send in their comments about how they found positivity through all of this stress and this time and and shared some interesting stories and
1: that sort of thing. And we actually had a few weeks to collect that information. It wasn't as if it happened overnight. People were given the opportunity for weeks and they submitted their particular responses.
0: And I don't know if it was in that one, but just to finish our podcast. Mm. Well, not actually finished. We're going to talk about the future still, right? But this segment of it, we could finish it with a poem that I shared that I found online by a, I think he was a priest, Mm -hmm. Hendrix, And it was so beautiful and compelling. Let's play this because it's a beautiful rendering of talking about positivity and turning a negative into a positive. And so let's play that clip. And it's called Lockdown. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic buying. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and gray and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is busy spreading flyers with her number through the neighborhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world people are slowing down and reflecting All over the world, people are looking on their neighbors in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are, to how little control we really have, to what really matters, to love. So we pray and we remember that, yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not have to be disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there can always be a rebirth of love. Wake to the choices you make as to how to live now, today, breathe, listen. Behind the factory noises of your panic, the birds are singing again. The sky is clearing, spring is coming, and we are always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul, and though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing. A beautiful piece of writing. Yes, it was. stunning. Summed it up very nicely.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's the past. Yeah. What about the future for this podcast? Let's talk a bit about that. Well, uh, I-
1: to begin with, we've uh, released a new logo. We <laughs> began using it on our last episode, but technically it was supposed to be released in the beginning of uh, January. So it's got it ahead of schedule a few days. Yep. We changed the logo for various reasons. And I wanted to pay a special thanks to my niece, who's a tattoo artist extraordinaire. And I realized that I'm biased, which <laughs> You've seen some of her artwork, so you you can attest to Mm -hmm. her talent. Yep. Her name is uh, Jamie Snare from Fabled North Tattoo. Mm -hmm. And uh, she also has an Instagram account, which is at daughterofmars.tattoo. So if you're interested in seeing her work, she's the one that I collaborated with. I gave her the idea of what it was that we wanted to project with the logo. She came back with a design. We discussed it, made a few changes, and what you see is the final version. Yeah,
0: I really like it myself, have to say. And again, for those who are doing their own podcast, mm-hmm. it's another important little piece of the puzzle is a, a really good graphic logo for the podcast that's striking, that pops off the page.
1: And one that's, and that's still recognizable when it's very small.
0: Readable, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we thought we'd start off with that kind of change. Now, as far as other shifts and sort of ideas, we haven't determined directly, but I want to take the opportunity here in the moment to suggest at least one other possibility, and that is we've actually done one or two international interviews, and I think we're going to continue doing that and broaden out even further, because from my point of view, even though we're kind of little fry, a little small fry here in Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, we do have 13,000 downloads. Yes. We are around the world, and there's no reason why we can't pick up a phone and talk to anyone anywhere on the planet. Very true. So, if you have something to say from your part of the world mm-hmm. that you think people will be interested in hearing, contact us.
1: Yes, just go to the
0: SILPodcast.com. And leave a comment. Or an audio comment, mm-hmm. and we'd be very happy to chat with you on that front. And right. I think we're going to end up doing more of that through next year, giving mm-hmm. more interviews, perhaps, than we normally perhaps,
1: do. Perhaps, and we're always uh, changing and exploring ideas. Yeah,
0: and another idea we would bandied about
1: was to create a kind of series of some kind. Yeah, we've talked about that off and on, yeah. uh, both of us a little reticent simply because of the commitment level, which we can overcome if we can find ways to accommodate the economic side of the equation, because a lot of it, of course, requires time and effort, and we both need to maintain our incomes. Yeah, Can't necessarily dedicate the amount of time that we'd like to dedicate. However, for those of you who have donated so far, Yeah. Thanks very much. It's very much appreciated. Hugely appreciated. And uh, it's that kind of support that
0: allows us to think bigger Mm -hmm. and to get more creative in the way we bring the quote unquote content (laughs) to you guys. And
1: also allows us to continue to adhere to as long as we can to a non-advertised filled podcast. Yes, absolutely.
0: And thank you for the comments you've sent in.
1: Yes, we've received more responses than we can put out on this podcast. We want to thank you just the same even if we haven't mentioned you or we haven't played either the audio version or describe the written version, Mm -hmm. we want you to know that we completely and totally appreciate every effort that you made to give us feedback.
0: Yeah, or to just listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you haven't given feedback, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're in India or if you're in Korea or if you're in Brazil or Sweden or all these places where we've gotten notices that people have been listening, Mm -hmm. thank you very, very much. Yes. And we can feel your ears listening. I really can. It's an energy thing. And I can hear you listening, folks. So thank you so much. It gives us motivation to continue. Absolutely. So here's to 2021. And may it be positive. May we find our way out of this situation that the world is in.
1: It may be a better place than we had going into it. May we be stronger
0: for it. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that's going to happen. So a toast to you guys and to a great 2021.
1: And a belated New Year's because this is coming out two days after you've already celebrated. Yeah, happy a few days ago New Year's. Happy New Year, Harry. <laughs> Same to you. Ciao. Ciao. The Sill Podcast is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at thesillpodcast.com. Thank
0: you for your donation to The Sill Podcast.